week two of training camp starts today. You guys, Brian, John, what stood out to you in week one? Um, go. No, you go. Uh, I'd say Calvin Ridley. Overall, uh, you couldn't ignore him, and uh, looks like he's going to make this team significantly more explosive. The receivers group as a total group, right? But in particular, the big three. Ridley, Kirk, and Zay Jones look like they're going to be sensational. Welcome in. It's Monday, July 31st. Jags AM presented by CarShield. And here's a little look at practice. They're getting their stretch on. It's week two of training camp, giving you the live look right now. And football's back, you guys. Feels good. So is that great music. Did you guys stretch before Jags AM this morning? Are you ready? Uh, I stretch every morning. Stretching is a big part of my life. The older you get, the more mobility works. It's very true. It's sad, but very, very true. You guys get your stretches in. Stay young. Um, we had a full week last week. A lot of I was just happy to be out there to see. see I think to see the guys back out there now. They're gonna get the pads back on this week, so things will get a, a little bit more real. What do you kind of look for once the pads get back on? Do you kind of shift your focus to defense, John? Is that what you kind of look at? Well, not so much defense, but I shift my focus to the one-on-one pass rush drills. It's the uh, I think for fans who come out, that may be their favorite part of camp. It's the best time to see offensive linemen work against defensive linemen. Uh, if Tony Baselli were here, he'd, he'd, he'd start saying, whoa, whoa, it's really geared toward the defense because <laughs> it is true. geared to make the defensive linemen look good. Uh, but if offensive linemen are playing well during it, uh, you can tell something. It's uh, That's what you look for the second week of camp to me. Realistically, um, if they're working goal line, if, if they're working run drills, you see a little bit, Brian. But it's so controlled. Yeah, I mean, and smartly. You have to do that. You're not getting a feel for whether a guy is going to come up and make a huge hit on fourth and one. Uh, so one-on-one -on -one pass rush is what I look for. You know, this is where I become the old man in the room, and, and uh, even though I'm not the oldest. Um, you remember, well, you weren't here yet. You had not come back yet, John, from Indy. There was a, a moment where they did uh, Oklahoma here, right? And oh you would never do that anymore but oh four oh five oh six and it was a great scene um i mean the fans showed up and they promoted the whole nine yards and it was just that it set the tone it set the tempo right and we're gonna be a physical football team that's what i'm looking for you know even though it's gonna be very controlled i want to see the physicality of the guys on the line of the guys like devin lloyd and trayvon walker that we're going to talk about i want to see that tough-minded uh football mentality that comes only from pads Trayvon is definitely going to be a point of focus for everybody. Uh, Mike Caldwell spoke to us last week, and he said already he's seeing more confidence from Trayvon when he's out on the field. You can see the confidence in him, the way he moves around the field, the way he's more vocal, making checks. And he just understands now that I'm the guy, I'm the number one pick, but I'm also Trayvon. I'm going to be Trayvon on the field, and my Trayvon is good enough for the Jags because we trust in his ability, and it's going to show and it'll pay dividends for us. I think that's an interesting way, interesting way of saying it because he's more confident, but he's himself, which is exactly what you want him to be, and you want him to feel comfortable enough to be himself, just the best version of that, right? Uh, what are you hoping or looking for in that first week, Brian, to kind of see out of him that maybe you didn't see last year? Um, 
I'd love to see how they're going to use him because there's been talk about him having his hand on the ground more this year <laughs> because he excelled in third down situations last year. Uh, and, I, and I think we're going to see some. And, and, and there's a, a process to integrate Devin Lloyd and where he fits maybe on the strong side. I don't think we're going to see any of that until the regular season comes. I, I like what I see. He, the same thing I saw last year. Big, long, powerful, uh, explosive, athletic. I, just, <laughs> I think he's going to be a great player. And I know people are still questioning that. But I, I can't help but having seen the, the, the show that you put together mm -hmm. and knowing the young man like I got to know him last year, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to be a terrific player. Yeah, I think you want to see some suddenness and some signs that he, he's more I'm looking for the right word not in the moment but just more comfortable in the defense and moving quicker so I don't know that you necessarily see it in practice I'd like to see one or two plays where you go okay wow there it is I don't know that Trayvon is ever going to be a 15 sack guy um I am as sure as I can be that he's going to be a very, very good player and be able to do special things. I just don't know if the stats are going to add up. You know, So am I looking for one-on-one -on -one pass rush out of him? I'd love to see him all of a sudden. Wow, he's a great sack guy. I don't know if he's going to stand out in that sort of drill, but I think he will have moments this week where you say, okay, he's getting it. There it is. There's the quicker step. Sort of like what Mike Cowell talked about Devin Lloyd last week. Yeah. I think we'll see some of those same recognition improvement out of Trayvon. We talked about it last week. He made those two plays, one in each of the Titans games that swung the game and created the division title and the playoffs. I'm going to keep a running tally of plays that he makes this year that don't show up in the stats column, that aren't sacks, that change the direction of the game. And at the end of the year, we'll decide, you know, was he impactful or not based on that, not sacks. Uh, Trayvon's play will have a big impact on how this defense defense does as a whole, even though he's just a second-year player. We talked to Rayshon Jenkins, one of the veterans on this team. He's expecting very good things from the D this year. Man, that we're a top-five defense in the league, and, and, that's, and that's just real. Uh, you know, I feel like we put some good things on film last year, but this year is just being – it's about being more consistent. Uh, uh, we had some – you know, we had some highs, we had some lows, but – I don't want to fall two and seven like we did last year. Just um, come out here and, and not play behind the eight ball. Let's just let's just get things going early and have people have to catch up to us. Now, Rayshon exudes confidence, so no surprise there that he thinks they're going to be a top five defense. John, you were there for this conversation. Uh, what does the team? What is the team going to be able to do if they do play with leads? You know, as he mentioned, and they're not playing behind the eight ball. What is this defense able to do when they have that kind of a situation in a game? Well, it should help the pass rushers uh, dramatically because you're. It's very hard to be a great sack guy. If the other team is always in third and two, yeah. and if they are always 10 points ahead, because then they don't have to hold. Sacks come when quarterbacks have to hold the ball on third and eight, or they have to throw, they have to make plays because they're desperate. So it should help the pass rush immeasurably. Um, that, to me, I think is going to be the biggest factor in making this a, 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 a better pass rush. I think Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker are very capable. If they get in situations, they're both capable of being pressure sack guys. I mean, not pressure the quarterback guys. I'm not going to put a sack number on it. But I think that's where it, it'll help. I think the key for this defense, Brian, is still, though, um, with this group, I'm not as concerned if they're a top five defense. 
But I think they have to remain a top five turnover creating defense, which they were last year. I, I saw a shirt that said "Think Takeaways." Yeah, on, on somebody the other day, and that's the key. And I want to add a name to the pass rush, um, and it's not Caleb on Chason. It's Devin Lloyd. He had eight sacks in his last year at Utah and was the College Defensive Player of the Year. He's a very talented pass rusher, and you can use that strong side linebacker or whatever they call the position that he eventually plays, and use him in the pass rush as well. So it gives him the added dimension. I think the key to this defense this year is the development of those second-year players, mm -hmm. those two in particular. And Chad Muma, throw him in there because he's a big, rangy guy who can stuff the run and play in coverage as well. There is a, there's a lot of reason for optimism with the defense. Um, top five, it's like sack numbers or rushing yards. Who cares as long as you're effective and get the job done? Conceptually for this defense and for this franchise, the storyline that Brian just mentioned, I think, is key to the four or five year arc of this franchise, if you will. When you draft two front seven players in the first round, one of the number one overall, one, and then trade up for the other guy, in year two, they are supposed to be a reason why you're a really good team. Yes. That's what is on those guys this year. We'll talk a little more about sure. that coming up because obviously a ton of eyes are going to be on the defense this coming year. We do want to give a little love to the offense. And, and John, you were a predictor of this as well as Evan Ingram. That Gary Prince had a great week last week. He had mm -hmm. three touchdown catches. He's showing out. Evan Ingram went to bat and said he's really showed off so far and he feels like he's a perfect fit for Doug Peterson's offense. He's a really talented player. Um, he's a really fluid athlete. And, you know, he's a tight end that is – is you know made for Doug's offense so um, just the growth I've seen in him even just him now he's 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 coaching up guys in the meeting room you know better than I think I could uh, so I'm really proud of the steps he's taken and he's still got a lot of work to do um, but uh, the, the opportunity is at his fingertips and I think you know I'm very very excited about his future and his potential um, and, you know playing with him and you know him being able to learn from me and honestly I can probably learn from some things from him too. We talk a lot about the wide receivers. The tight end room is pretty talented as well. Brian, is this going to be a difficult decision when it comes to cut time? Uh, no, I, I, they're talented. I don't know that they're, that they're that deep, right? I mean, I think Prince is a guy who, based on last week, absolutely makes it. You know, a, a newsflash. Sometimes when we talk on these shows, words come out of our mouths and we think, eh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So last week, we were talking about Prince, and I said, I think he's a terrific prospect. And then as I thought about it, I thought, well, terrific? That's probably too strong. And yet, he had a terrific week last week. Mm -hmm. I mean, he made a couple of plays, and I thought, all right, I'll live with that. I do think I, he's one of those guys that will rise through this undrafted rookie, you know, time on the practice squad. He's got everything you want. He's, he's, he's tall. He's at the height. He's long. He appears to have that innate sense that you want from those, those move tight ends of where to get open. Um, I don't think it'll be a tough cut. I, I think that there's plenty of talent in that room, though. Yeah, I think you'll keep four tight ends, and I think it's Prince, Strange, uh, Farrell, and Ingram. So uh, I, don't, I don't think it'll be a very, a very hard decision uh, in terms of the 53. Prince is interesting. There's a limit to what you can tell in unpadded work, and even a limit sometimes to what you can tell in practice. But there are some positions that you can tell a lot, and some plays you can tell a lot. Prince was outstanding last week in short area, yeah, in red, red zone, zone, getting open, catching balls that on plays that felt real if you will you know and they felt like they could happen in games and he had three touchdowns on plays like that and they were all from trevor lawrence uh yeah. which says something by the way yeah and so he's not running with the twos can he do that 
five times this year? Yeah. It, if he does, you're ecstatic. One more thought on him. He plays bigger than he is. You could just see the way, and again, they're not in pads, but the way he used his height and his length as leverage against smaller defensive backs and then around linebackers to reach and make plays, mm -hmm. he plays bigger than he is. I it, like that. He did stuff last week that you could see him doing in games, and that's what you want. More to come. We'll keep an eye on that, of course. And coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about that defense, which players we think are under the most pressure for the upcoming season. Stay with us. Jagzam here in the Hyundai Studios. Jaguars fans, huddle up for the best defense against expensive car repairs, CarShield. Score big with the nation's number one automotive protection company, CarShield. They offer affordable plans that cover over 6,000 parts and systems in your car, truck, or SUV. Don't miss any Jaguars action this season with the car breakdown. Call the MVPs at CarShield for the best coverage ever. Call 800-471-1223. 800-471-1223. Go Jags! Jaguars fans, you have the opportunity to win a VIP experience at a Jaguars training camp practice, courtesy of Goodwill Industries of North Florida as part of their Pass It On for Goodwill donation program. To learn more, visit goodwilljacks.org or go to the Goodwill Jacksonville locations at 11160 Beach Boulevard or 9910 San Jose Boulevard for more information. That's goodwilljacks.org. All of your donations are invested back into education and employment opportunities for hundreds of individuals. Frank Franzi here. When you want barbecue in Jacksonville, you want Bono's Pit Barbecue. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field because Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bono's is currently expanding its brand with franchise opportunities throughout the Southeast and beyond. Over 70 years of authentic Southern Pit Barbecue and owning your own business are a great combo. Go to Bono'sBarBQ.com to learn more or call 904-880-8310 today. And remember, if you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. Monday's, Monday's Jags AM. Welcome back. It's presented by Car Shield. Now, now, you can call CarShield if your car's out of manufacturer's warranty. Don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer repairs. Call CarShield now. Practice just getting underway. And the fans, they've been out in full force. Woo! Loving that new facility in the shade. As you, you walked up there, by the way? That. Beautiful. Oh, wait, and not just beautiful, but there is a legitimate effect of those fans. You have the, uh, oh, yeah, it's actually the shade cool. and the fans move air through there. So even on a day where it's dead calm and hot, that's going to be a comfortable place for people to watch practice. If you can get tickets, you should come out. There have been fans lined up every morning I've gotten here at 7 plus a.m. I saw some people tailgating this morning in Bortles jerseys. 7 so. plus, is that like 7.59 or 7 plus is just it's a little wiggle room. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a little past 7. Um, let's talk about this defense. They're putting the pads on this week, so hopefully we'll see a little bit more from them. Everybody's talking about defense because we compliment the offense so much. Who are some specific names that we think will be under pressure this season? We've talked about it as a whole, but who's in particular players that you're looking at? They need to have a big training camp and a big start to the year. Well, I'll go with Devin Lloyd, and, and I have extolled the virtues of his talent here since we started the show back up. And it's not because there's pressure from the outside, right? Most of that pressure is on 44. But inside the building there is a strong sense of expectation they drafted him at the bottom of the first round they moved back up into the first round to take him because he was a sack strip 
fumble recover, touchdown, interception, playmaking linebacker. And last year he got off to a great start, was the rookie of the month, defensive rookie of the month in September, and, and then it fell off. Teams figured out what he knew, what he didn't, and how to really challenge him. And it took him all season to find a groove. Uh, the expectation and the pressure is that he gets off to a fast start and maintains it throughout the course of the season. We talked about some tweaks to the defense that might put him in more of a playmaking role. Guaranteed they've done that. And so he's going to have to step up and do that because John alluded to it when we were in the last segment. These are the two guys that will define your defense for the next era, for the next five, six, seven years. Yeah, they should. It's supposed to be big-time players. I, I think Devin's going to be fine. I do too. Uh, because from what – Everything that ailed him last year was stuff that should improve from experience. When he was around the ball, he made the play. He has he has tremendous ability. Uh, once he is in position, uh, the ball comes to his hands. So uh, he had problems with some recognition, uh, one game eye placement, etc. Yeah. So. Um, there's no reason to think that that won't improve because that, by definition, is what improves with experience. I think he's going to be fine. I'm going to go with uh, Josh Allen, and it it's hard because him and Trayvon are so interchangeable in terms of the pressure and the expectations. They are the guys that, you know, top ten draft picks, supposed to be elite, supposed to be what you've built around. When you have drafted top ten players at outside linebacker, you expect to be a disruptive, dominant defense. Um, so that's where the pressure is. Go with Josh a little bit because I think on, on himself, you know, I've always thought maybe one of the things that kind of hold him back, whatever, he wants it so bad, Ryan. He's, he talks about it, wants it, thinks about it, is willing to talk about it with the media. Um, I, I think he's a better player than a lot of people give him credit for. What, didn't he lead the league last year in effectiveness of yeah. pass rushes? He so just didn't finish. That number that everybody wants, which is sacks, which is important in there. But everything else, uh, I, I've always said, he, he's the guy when you see the trainers coming out, he's the one guy on defense that I hope it's not for the Jags' sake yeah. because I think he's the most irreplaceable player. Tyson Campbell probably fits that too. But, uh, but there's pressure on him. He's a pass it, rusher. It's a contract year, and – he's going to be judged on sack numbers fairly or unfairly. He's a pass rusher. He's a good one. He's going to get paid, whether it's here yeah. or whether it's somewhere in the league. He's going to get a check. He knows this. I don't think he feels the pressure as much, except, John, he wants it to be here. Yeah. This is his home. He fits here. He and his family have done an amazing job at getting integrated into this community, and people love him, and he would like it to be here with this team and this quarterback and this coach, this facility. He wants it to be here in Northeast Florida. So there's, that's where the pressure comes from. Well, and I think what's interesting is we've all covered guys, even at that position, who they get drafted the top ten and they are busts. Like, okay, they can't do it. We, with Josh, you don't watch a guy and think this guy can't play. He, he can clearly play and clearly – and it's just that – it's almost like that half second the difference between being a huge sack guy and not is what is what's frustrating him that he's not quite where he wants to be. But he, he yeah, this time next year he's going to be incredibly wealthy somewhere. Jaguars fans will remember the name Derek Harvey. Yeah. He traded up into the first into the top ten of the first round to take him out of Florida. He, and he couldn't a, get on the field, and he couldn't right. get on the field, and and he left after two seasons, complete and total bust. 
180 degrees opposite of where Josh Allen is. Allen has been a productive player with a chance to really become a star. We hope he does. Yeah. I'm going to bring up a name we've talked about before, of course, Trayvon. I think for me, it's not necessarily the pressure that, you know, he has to have a certain amount of sacks or anything like that. I think it's just with the second year, some of his success we might see in other players. Mm -hmm. It might be opening it up so Josh gets sacks, you know, that just being able to be a threat and being confident and staying on the field, not getting hurt. I think that's going to be more of the pressure he puts on himself. Uh, obviously, tons of pressure comes with that number one pick, but I think a lot for him is just being able to be comfortable and be his best version of that this year. And I think by him being the best version of himself, it's going to open things up for everybody else, and it's going to be a team success. If he's a success, it will be a team success is how I'm viewing it. Um, I don't know if it's individual numbers. I mean, we've talked about this mm -hmm. a little bit, but for me it's more is the defense as a whole going to be successful this year. You know I think Trayvon may always be? is that guy who, when you talk to coaches on the other team's offense, they're always going, man, we had to spend all week figuring yeah. out how to defend this guy. Um, and I don't know what that's going to mean in terms of numbers, but people who watch it and people who have to plan for it, with his size, with what he does, with his effort level, I think he's always going to be a big concern for the opposing offense, whether or not fans uh, grasp it because of the number one thing and all the expectations, maybe not. But I just, uh, I think the guy is going to be a very productive player no matter what the numbers say. I'll go back to former Vikings and Seahawks general manager Randy Mueller's comments in the story he wrote on, in The Athletic on The Athletic website. And that is, if you have a couple of extra bucks, throw it down on Trayvon Walker as the defensive player of the year. He's that talented. There's some pressure that comes with that. He's ridiculously talented. Everyone tells him that he is. So he's going to have to figure out a way to actualize that talent this year. I, I hope the adjustments to the defense help him there. I, I think him, the person, will help get him over the top too. Certainly a good person. We know that much yep. for sure. All right, coming up, we're going to go around the league a little bit, see what's going on elsewhere in the NFL. Stay with us. Jaguars fans, huddle up for the best defense against expensive car repairs, CarShield. Score big with the nation's number one automotive protection company, CarShield. They offer affordable plans that cover over 6,000 parts and systems in your car, truck, or SUV. Don't miss any Jaguars action this season with a car breakdown. Call the MVPs at CarShield for the best coverage ever. Call 800-471-1223. 800-471-1223. Go Jags! Jaguars fans, you have the opportunity to win a VIP experience at a Jaguars training camp practice, courtesy of Goodwill Industries of North Florida as part of their Pass It On for Goodwill donation program. To learn more, visit goodwilljacks.org or go to the Goodwill Jacksonville locations at 11160 Beach Boulevard or 9910 San Jose Boulevard for more information. That's goodwilljacks.org. All of your donations are invested back into education and employment opportunities for hundreds of individuals. Frank Franzi here. When you want barbecue in Jacksonville, you want Bono's Pit Barbecue. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field because Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bono's is currently expanding its brand with franchise opportunities throughout the Southeast and beyond. Over 70 years of authentic Southern Pit Barbecue and owning your own business are a great combo. Go to Bono'sBarBQ.com to learn more or call 904-880-8310 today. And remember, if you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. 
Move the freight. Move the freight. Freight. Uh, Magellan Transport voted coolest office space in Jacksonville. You can apply online at www.magellanlogistics.com. Players out on the field. We saw them stretching earlier, which is very important this time of year. Trevor Lawrence wearing that red jersey, which we know means keep him safe and and do not hurt the franchise by hurting Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Don't get yourself cut. I need one of those. I need a, something to wear where I know people can't hurt me. Do you want a bubble? <laughs> would you like to be a bubble be nice. boy? I would like to be unhurt. Uh, we're going to go around the league a little bit. We saw some injuries last week, which you never want to see, especially early on in training camp. Some familiar faces, uh, well, one familiar face, Jalen Ramsey, went down with a knee injury. He had to undergo surgery. Joe Burrow had a calf strain injury that they've been dealing with. We did uh, – Brian, you did speak to um, Coach yesterday, and Doug Peterson talked about w- how much he thinks about that sort of thing this time of well, year. Well, you, you can't let it take your practice time and, and make it invaluable. You've got to get the most out of it. He said you've just got to trust that your plan, both you know for practice and, and with Fergie and the medical training staff and the doctors, just got to trust that everything is as it's supposed to be. It's football. These things happen. But, you know, when you start seeing guys like Joe Burrow go down, you – you scratch your head and you, you know, you don't let this happen to us. John, yeah. I'll, cons- I'll consult you only because I know you're around in the olden days. Do you feel it's been better <laughs> since they don't do, they don't do two a days anymore? Is it, have you seen less of it? Yeah, I think years? so. I mean, over time they have reduced contact to the point where it had to have helped intelligently. So because in the salary cap era, you can't risk getting starters hurt. So coaches have to play a percentage. They have, you know, I think Doug last year had one practice that was just, you know, lights out, heavy hitting. I was going back and reading some of the coverage from last year, and there was one day where uh, I think it was Cisco blasted ETN, and, you know, it was a big story afterward, and it was, yeah, we like it. Can't have too many of those. No. And uh, so they've re- the big thing is just the uh, reduction of preseason playing time. Uh, I think most – NFL people would tell you that it overall has probably not helped or hurt tackling early in the season. Uh, but then once you get into about week three or week four, there's not that much difference. But the sacrifice of tackling early for these teams is worth it not to have players hurt in preseason. There's only you so much you it. can do. Yeah. In 2015, Derek, not Derek, Dante Fowler, uh, third pick in the draft, rookie minicamp doesn't even get touched and tears his ACL Mm -hmm. as he pushes off on a pass rush. First weekend he's here in May. Those things are going to happen at some point. It's just a a reminder that football is a dangerous game. and If you stay healthy, which this team did last year, you're doing something right and you're getting lucky too. From a coach, you have to play the long game. Every training camp, I'm going to have 18 practices. I'm going to do it this way. out of two or three years, one of those years somebody's going to go down in that because it's physical people uh, moving at a – at a fast pace, but you can't change your approach beyond what the, uh, really they've done to worry about that guy. Can't be scared, but you got to do your best to protect everybody. And I think everybody's on the same page with regards to that. Elsewhere around the league, we've got the finalists for the football hall of fame. And obviously Tony Pacelli getting in recently. That was very exciting. And now Tom Coughlin is up. He's one of the 12 finalists. Brian, I know you were talking to me about this last week. What does this mean to the family, and, and do we think this is the year, or is this the first of a couple years? Well, obviously, it means a lot to the family, especially with you know losing Judy last year. Uh, and and uh, what this would really be a great lift 
for the Coughlin family. And I think they, like most of us who know Tom, believe that it's not a matter of if, it's just when. Mm -hmm. Tom Coughlin is a Hall of Fame coach, one of the most successful, I think he's still the most successful coach in expansion history, right? And then, of course, the two championships that he won without being the best team in the league at the end of the season. Those are wild card teams that worked their Even way through and won. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's absolutely getting in, and everyone's got their, uh, you know, their fingers crossed and, and waiting to see what happens with this thing. And you hope he doesn't have to wait until his mid-80s, like Dick Vermeil did, who went in with Pacelli this year. Yeah, I think it'll be sooner than later. I have no way of predicting what year it'll be, but I agree with Brian. He's he's a Hall of Famer just based on the Giants. I think he would be a Hall of Famer. And then when you factor in the first four or five years of Jacksonville making two AFC Championship games, it's a Hall of Fame career, and uh, I'll, I'll be glad when it happens. It'll be deserved. Hall of Fame person as well as Hall of Fame coach. You can't go wrong with that. We'll speak it into existence when, not if for him, hopefully sooner than later. All right, we're taking another peek at training camp. We're going to get you out there soon, um, but stay with us, and we'll give you a peek of what's coming up this week. Jaguars fans, huddle up for the best defense against expensive car repairs, CarShield. Score big with the nation's number one automotive protection company, CarShield. They offer affordable plans that cover over 6,000 parts and systems in your car, truck, or SUV. Don't miss any Jaguars action this season with the car breakdown. Call the MVPs at CarShield for their best coverage ever. Call 800-471-1223. 800-471-1223. Go Jags! Jaguars fans, you have the opportunity to win a VIP experience at a Jaguars training camp practice, courtesy of Goodwill Industries of North Florida, as part of their Pass It On for Goodwill donation program. To learn more, visit GoodwillJacks.org or go to the Goodwill Jacksonville locations at 11160 Beach Boulevard or 9910 San Jose Boulevard for more information. That's GoodwillJacks.org. All of your donations are invested back into education and employment opportunities for hundreds of individuals. Frank Franzi here. When you want barbecue in Jacksonville, you want Bono's Pit Barbecue. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field because Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bono's is currently expanding its brand with franchise opportunities throughout the Southeast and beyond. Over 70 years of authentic Southern Pit Barbecue and owning your own business are a great combo. Go to BonosBarBQ.com to learn more or call 904-880-8310 today. And remember, if you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. Jags fans, if you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. ZipChair is furniture for fans. Now, we've had a ton of fans out here the last week enjoying the stands. And, in fact, we had some youth football players here on Saturday. Doug had the chance to donate some helmets to to the kids. And it's just, if you can get out here, you should you should see it because it's really become so, an event instead of just going out to a field and trying to, you know, see well, what was going on. Now you can actually be a part of it. And, and there's a lot of new residents in Jacksonville. Over the last couple of years, we've really grown. And we haven't seen training camp practice in this form since 2019 it's been you know four years and this is the week i mean this is in the past training camp used to be three or four weeks of a grind this is really the grind week for these guys this is where they're getting better it's where you're going to see one-on-one pass rush pads whatever if 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 you're going to choose a week to be out here come on uh the next what uh six out of the next seven days they'll be on the field one of those days choose it 
Very well. You guys should get out here if you can. We will be here. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday morning for Jags AM. We'll have you covered and have much more to report as the full pads are going on tomorrow morning. So we'll see you then. Until then, have a great week. 